This is the TV Podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott. So, Greg, you're here today to talk about TV. Kicking off with this, The Battle of Britain's Breakfast was on BBC Two this week. It was a great documentary on the ratings battle between the BBC and ITV when they launched The Breakfast TV back in 1983. What did you think? Do you think it was good? Uh, Yeah, it brought it all back for sure, but it makes you think... What what did go wrong? I mean, what was wrong with the launch of TVAM? Well, the answer to that clearly was it was too stuffy. You know, it's this old thing, isn't it? They really thought that by bringing in five heavyweight names, mm. they, they'd have it in the bag. And it just wasn't the case. It was just, no, it was wrong. And people wanted Roland Rat. They wanted Mike Morris and other puppets. <laughs> it's funny that when um, when TVM bid for the licence, they predicted they were going to get six million viewers from the start. <laughs> And I think yeah, right. I, I think it was three hundred thousand, and it dropped rapidly after that. As great as David Foster was, I think he kind of overshot it a bit, didn't he? I think he overshot it, but I think he was he was wrong for that time of day. David Frost is your prime time geezer, or was God bless him. Um, it wasn't he wasn't breakfast time. Nor was Parky. Nor was Angela Ripon. Nor was Anna Ford or Robert Key. None of them. None of them. And I think the irony is that when TVAM finally got their act together, that's <laughs> when they lost the license. When it finally became commercially viable, that's when they went. And then GMTV came in, and then it took them like a decade to get it right, and then they lost the license. What's even more ironic is that they started getting it together when all the professionals went on strike. <laughs> yes, I noticed that. Don't you think it's amazing that 30 years later, ITV still haven't worked out how to do a breakfast show? Well, they've started again, haven't they, with Good Morning Britain. It's, it's starting all over again in two weeks tomorrow. Well, um, I have the press release here. Daybreak is being replaced by Good Morning Britain next month. Susanna Reid uh, from BBC Breakfast is hosting it with Mr Entertainment Ben Shepherd. Uh, do you think it's a good lineup? <clears throat> <clears throat> um, the thing is, this this is the crux of the matter here. When they launched Daybreak, they said, oh, look, we've got Adrian Childs and we've got Christine <laughs> Blakely and they are the dream team and nothing is going to beat them. And it did. It, it just sucked. And the problem is, the problem is that people would rather in the morning watch a breakfast show that is not full of silly competitions that are repeated time after time that is not full of advert ad breaks. There seems to be constant ad breaks. The show gets in the way of the ad breaks <coughs> excuse me, on ITV <laughs> in the morning. Um, and that's it. You know, that's the problem. And it doesn't matter what format you put in. It doesn't matter who you're going to get to present it. That is what people do not want. But you understand that they have to have it. So forget it all and just put repeats of Tommy Cooper on. Now, Ben uh, Shepherd, he previously yeah. hosted GMTV which they axed and he was replaced, and then he's back. So why not just keep Ben in the first place? Because they didn't know what they had until they lost it. Uh, That's the thing. They, they, you know, it's like love, GM- isn't it? It's like love, Greg. That's very true. And <laughs> as such, I will be asking Susanna Reid if she wants to love me. Do you think Susanna can save the show? Because she did come from the rival show, which did well. But didn't the rival show do well just because people are loyal to the BBC and that's just where they go in the morning? Yeah, precisely, precisely. It's n- Ugh, I'm going to put my neck on the block here. It's not going to work. People, you know, like when Daybreak launched, they will tune in out of curiosity and the figures will go up to, oh, I don't know, 30,000. Mm. Uh, but no, it's, it's not going to work. It, it's just, I... I 
put my neck on the line by saying that right here and now. Do you think there's just not enough viewers in, in daytime, especially in the breakfast slot, to ever make a show work, no matter how good it is? Because the big breakfast, I loved, but really nobody watched it sort of in the last eight years, did they? Uh, no, I tend to agree that, that there's not as big a market as, as they would like to think and as they seem to imagine. And uh, they should just let the BBC get on with it. If they want to offer an alternative, they should do something different, ITV, that is, yes. uh, and do something big breakfasty. They should do an alternative to what is already being churned out. See, I know how ITV can have a hit. I know how to do it. Go on. If you had a sofa with uh, Susanna Reid, Ben Shepherd, and Greg Scott all together on that sofa, or maybe a jacuzzi, that would be ratings winning breakfast TV. No, if there was me, Ben Shepherd, and Susanna Reid on a sofa, I would get rid of Ben Shepherd and turn the lights out. <laughs> Greg, you're sounding a bit. What, what's the word? How would you describe Greg today? Uh, creepy. But yes. Yeah. Well, I, I was, uh, <laughs> creepy, creepy and grumpy. It's adding. Oh, bloody hell. We've got all the seven dwarves nearly. <laughs> I was going to say another word. <laughs> you would. <laughs> okay, so moving on, uh, we're talking about Eurovision. Now, Molly Smitten Downs has been selected to represent the UK at Eurovision next year. Uh, the song is called Children of the Universe. Do you think we can win with that song? I mean, what is it? What is that song? <laughs> a Eurovision song. The secret of a Eurovision song. I sound like I'm a know-all, I know, but <laughs> I like to think I am, you know. Um, the secret of a Eurovision song, surely, is that you hear it once yeah. and then you can walk away and hum it and sing it and you can hear the postman in the, ne- the postman the next morning whistling his, as he shoves your bills through your letterbox. <laughs> you know, that's not... that's. Just yoffle, isn't it? It's just yoffle. Well, that's a word I've just made up, but it makes sense. So obviously, in previous years, we had Engelbert and we had Bonnie Tyler, and uh, and they didn't work either. So uh, that's it, Vera Lynn. Yeah, if you could bring back anybody, who would you like to see? My favourite song ever was Bardo. One step further. It was just catchy, and anything that's catchy is good, unless you're talking about something you've got in a moment of passion. It's, honestly, Bardo, one step further, greatest British Eurovision song of all time. Well, here it is. We're just making a little clip right now. This is Bardo, one step further. It's a bit like Glee, isn't it? You know what? I love it's that sort of line in it. I love that line. You could have turned around and hit me and I wouldn't have cared. You mm. know, they're making light of domestic violence. <laughs> you know, it's just... It's like an evening round the Scots. <laughs> well, uh, moving on uh, with more great voices, Jermaine Jackman. He won The Voice UK uh, last week, but it looks like his winning single won't even make the top 40. It's currently sat at number 50 in the midweek charts. Why can't the BBC ever have a hit single with The Voice, Greggles? That's a real enigma, isn't it? I mean, they thought that they were going to double the ratings by bringing Kylie in, and they had their lowest rating final so far. I'm sounding grumpy again, Ken. <laughs> um, but this is going to be, by the looks of things, the third winner who is disappearing into obscurity within a week of the show finishing. And yet, the BBC, who have signed for another two years of this. I mean, the whole point of the show, surely, is to find another big recording star. And yet... Not happening. Why do you think the BBC don't promote the winner? I find that quite strange because I listen to Radio 2 all the time and I've never once heard his song. 
I think he appeared on London Live the other day. But why not the uh, BBC, though? It seems bizarre that a BBC winner of a BBC show wouldn't be promoted by the BBC. I really, really don't. What they should do is do what X Factor does and release... Um, mind you, they have, haven't they? They have released a single within the week. Oh, I don't yeah. know. No, they, I really they, don't know. They released it instantly. And actually what they did is they also released the runner-up song. And apparently that one's going in, I think, at number 40. Yeah. Don't yeah, that was that lady woman, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know. It, I don't think we believe in it's them. It's not working. Mm. The same way. We don't believe in them. We don't believe don't in care. them. Well, I think this is it, because X Factor starts in August. Do you think that Sam Bailey was the very first person we saw on the... Uh, we saw her on the very first show in August, <coughs> excuse me, of last year, and then we were with her every week until December. So you build up a relationship with the singers, and on the Voice, you don't see as much of them. You don't see. I love I, this grumpy cough thing you do when you get really I'm, pent up and really angry and really grumpy. No, you go, I'm, I'm, I'm in trouble. I'm, I'm, I've got. I've got a cold that's not quite come through, and it's sort of there. <laughs> you, you remind me. Turning to Bob Fleming from the Fast Show. That's what I am. You remind me of the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> You're getting so yeah, angry, and you go, oh, "Let me tell you about Vernon Kyle." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, last year's winner was Andrea Begley. Uh, her wi- her winning single reached number thirty. I remember the mum in the audience; she wasn't pleased at all, was she? She looked really no, angry. She had a face like yeah. a, a bag <laughs> oh, of cockroaches, that, didn't yeah. she? Maybe because she knew her daughter wouldn't have a number one hit. So her single reached number thirty, and then her mm. follow-up single, which she premiered on Strictly live in front of twelve million viewers only got to number 113. So there's something about the voice like you're jinxed if you appear on that show. It doesn't do the the so-called purpose of the programme any good when these winners are failing. Well, Craig, we ran out of time. We didn't even get to talk about... We didn't get to talk about the Amazing Greys, but I don't really want to talk about the Amazing (laughs) Greys. Or the guest list. Um, But, Greg, thank you for joining us, and thank you for introducing us to Bardo with One Step Further. I think we're going to make it our single of the week. It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) It's quite catchy. That's Greg Scott. Thank you, Greg. Love you both. Love you all. Bye. Bye. One Step Further by Bardo. That's our single of the week. That was the TV podcast with Chuck Thomas and Greg Scott.